Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now the trail was first blazed back in the olden days. Cowboys drove their cattle north and south to graze. Well, they came from all over, from everywhere. Including cowboys from Mexico and that famous American, John Weir. Through the years, the cowboy trail, it, it grew and grew. It's now part of scenic Highway 22. Well, it starts in Carston, close to the USA. And it ends up in Marathorpe, 700 clicks away. Come on. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. That song you just heard came from the History Wrangler, also known as Rob, and it's called The Cowboy Trail. And one of the great things about what I do is that I can connect with a lot of historians all over Canada. And one of those historians is the History Wrangler, who's actually based right here in Alberta. And he's done such an amazing job of getting Alberta's history out there. He's won awards for it. He's just a perfect example of someone who loves history and wants everybody to kind of learn about history and about the amazing things that have gone on in places like Alberta. Now that song, like I said, that we just heard was an original composition by the History Wrangler. And we're going to hear another one from him. And it's called the Yahoo for the Bar You Song. Now we're not going to hear all of the song. We're just going to hear portions. And then I will close out the episode with a song called Captain Freddy McCall, Alberta's Amazing World War I Flying Ace. So I'm going to be going to that interview with the History Wrangler, who's a really cool guy and really interesting to talk to, and I hope you enjoy it. So I guess first question, what got you interested in history? You know, thanks uh, for that question, Craig. What happened back in 2004, the year before Alberta Centennial, I thought it'd be really interesting to contribute uh, somehow to Alberta Centennial. So I walked into a chapter's bookstore and said, just out of curiosity, what book has been written where there's a time trial adventure story where the heroes go back in time in Alberta? And you could actually hear a pin drop. And she said, I've never heard of a book like this this before so that got me quite interested i thought why why not um why not write a book for alberta centennial so what i did i went to a historical society of alberta a wonderful woman named debbie Gordine. she said rob why don't you write the book and i'll introduce you to the one and only hugh dempsey one of alberta's foremost historians that he's written over 20 books and he's certainly very very knowledgeable and should be able to uh, to assist you so 
I went and I wrote the manuscript and I sent it to Hugh. And he, of course, he actually liked the story, but he said, Rob, we'll also have to work on your historical facts and your research. So he's very, very helpful. And an eventual book that had close to 300 historical facts in it. And uh, to my shock and surprise, I received the Alberta Centennial Medal, as well as the Alberta Heritage Awareness Award, a standing contribution to provincial history. So I love that. But in the meantime, um, it got me really intrigued about Alberta history. I said to myself, boy, this is really interesting. What else can I can I uh, discover? So I went and I – Indigenous history has always fascinated me. So came up with a neat storyline about Max Ironcrow from Siksika, First Nation, and how he has to go back in time to save his dying brother who has less than 10 days to live. So they got a really compelling story. And again, close to a year's research to prepare for that. And I just humbled that uh, Chief Crowfoot's great-great-granddaughter – I actually wrote the Ford message in the book. So I was just delighted oh, with nice. that and the illustrators and Satina First Nation. So I enjoyed that. And that, um, to my, again, humble, uh, humble surprise, has actually voted one of the finest Indigenous books in Canada. So I just, I just thrilled with that. And then from there, I actually went to the um, Historical Society of Alberta just to thank them for, again, for helping all, for all their support. They said, Rob, while you're here, we'd like you to interview for the position of director of the Alberta Heritage School Fairs program. What that is, it's a national program that goes from coast to coast, and it's actually put on and overseen by the Canada's history people in Winnipeg. So what I did, A, I resurrected the Calgary Fair, that's taking a three-year hiatus, and B, oversaw the five regions across the province. So it was absolutely wonderful, and I just um, enjoyed it. But also, what I said to myself, I said, dress like a, a guy with a suit on or jeans that will not captivate the attention of these kids, predominantly. So I said to myself, it's time to create a new brand or some sort of brand. So I came up with a brand called the History Wrangler. So I've had that title now for over 10 years, and it served me very, very well. Not only, not only do I like to, um, to share my Alberta history in, in speech, but I also like to write songs and share my passion for history in songs. It worked out sort of very, very well for me. And one thing led to another. And um, so after doing the director, I had that position for a year and a half, became actually a historian down historic Bull Valley Ranch down in, in Calgary here at the Fish Creek in the Fish Creek Provincial Park. That's something I've enjoyed. And, and through that, we developed the Bull Valley Ranch Learning Center. And essentially now we teach Alberta history and the programs that I've developed all across across Alberta. So it's been a real, quite the adventure indeed. Nice. Yeah, you actually answered a few of my questions right there. Um, how did the name History yeah. Wrangler, how, uh, why did you choose History Wrangler uh, as, as kind of your, your brand? Yeah, I just thought it sounded like, of course, the um, my big focus, my big, almost only focus on Alberta history. So I thought, of course, a proud Western heritage. And also the, um, yes, yeah, so I just sort of one thing, uh, I just, just came to me one night and I thought, wow, that is a catchy, catchy name. So and subsequently, Craig, it's interesting. I'm now actually the official ambassador of the Cowboy Trail. Nice. That's a historic trail that goes right from the U.S. border all the way up to Marathorpe. And I've just, um, matter of fact, I've written several songs about the, the Cowboy Trail. And matter of fact, um, actually, I haven't told about the Cowboy Trail song, but actually talks about all about the history. Of course, it goes up to the historic Bar Barrier Ranch, mm -hmm. one of my favorite places in Alberta. And that was established back in 1892. And of course, and John Ware, the incredible black uh, freed slave, was, was one of the big cowboys in Canada. They say he only got bucked, bucked off a horse once, shortly after, after Alberta became a province in 1905. We got bucked off. Uh, sadly, his horse fell into a, into a gopher hole, stepped in a gopher hole, and he 
and John Ward uh, fell off, and the horse landed on him, which is which is unfortunate. Of course, very sad. And also, um, none other than the book, the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. Harry Lombach was actually there as well. So, steep in history, and and the nice thing is, well, in the store, the store Bar Bull Valley Ranch, Senator Patrick Burns actually owned the Bayou Ranch for ten years, from nineteen twenty-seven to thirty-seven, he passed away. So. Just deep, uh, deep in history. So again, the History Wrangler brand will serve me very, very well uh, across the province. Uh, yeah, the Bar U Ranch. I've been there when I was down in High River, and it's it's actually a really cool place. And uh, like you mentioned, John Ware, I did an episode on him a few months ago, and he was just a fascinating individual. Um, what do you feel? Oh, absolutely. What do you feel sets Alberta history apart from uh, the rest of Canada? Yeah, I think that's a very good question, and. And certainly from, I mean, it's interesting, of course, the Saskatchewan to the east. We sure have, it's quite, we're almost like sister. Of course, there are, some of you call us the sister provinces because you were born virtually on the same day back in mm-hmm. 1905. And um, that said, Alberta, it's just, I think, distinctive as far as the, the, the cowboy spirit and the fact, the, the entrepreneurial spirit, and, and just so steeped in uh, some fascinating subjects. I'm very dear, dear near, near to my heart, whether it be the, the ranching from down down south, whether it be the incredible character we've had, the cowboys, and, you know, the connection with royalty. And it's interesting, Craig, one of the things, one of the groups I teach are the girl guys of Alberta. And I've actually developed a fun heritage badge program. I've now taught close to 2,000 girl guys. So I said to myself, girl guys, they enjoy royalty, so I, it behooves me to learn something about our great province, whom, or the great princes whom our province is named after. So, Fascinating research I've done with um, Prince Louis, Caroline, Alberta. And in a few examples, we all think of Prince Harry saying how he married, how he married a commoner. Where Princess um, Louise, Alberta, she actually married the first commoner in over 300 years. She actually had to get the permission from Mother Queen Victoria to do so. So fascinating there. She's very inquisitive. They call her Little Miss Y. And what's also interesting how back in 1899, the fifth highest uh, mountain peak in the Canyon Rockies are named after her, Mount Alberta. Hmm. But also a neat story just done about that as well. It's her husband, who's actually the Governor General, the fourth Governor General of Canada, John Campbell, also known as a Marquis of Lorne. It's interesting how he um, he actually approached the Prime Minister. Said, Sir John A., I'd like to name the then territory after my wonderful wife, uh, wonderful wife. So John A. says, terrific, let's name the territory Louise. So it happens. So John, Louise's, uh, Alberta's uh, husband, said, "Honey, we like to, or at least, uh, dear, like to name the territory after after yourself." She said, "That's fine, but instead of Louise, how about we name the province Alberta by other name and tribute for my father, Prince Albert, who had passed away, and she believes she's thirteen years old." So mm-hmm. that's her connection with that. And another fun. Uh, Fun thing I like to tease my buddies in Saskatchewan, where Giant at one time was referred to as Pile of Bones. And it's actually Prince Louise Caron, Alberta, suggests the name change to Regina. So there's a nice little, so, all these tidbits, and she's actually fully bilingual in French as well, fluent in French. She loves salmon fishing in Quebec in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that, uh, but again, and, and history overall, Craig, what I find, there's history, and there's really cool history stuff. Really, really cool history. And now I've got uh, close to 150 books and magazines in Alberta history. And if you open them, most of them up, you'll find underlines and X's next to them. 
a firm believer again. You got history, but that really cool history. I like it's like mine, not mining for gold, but mining for really interesting history. Absolutely. So that's why I like to extrapolate and put my and put in my book. So that's something that another one of my um, interest in my indigenous theme and and a, and a great example of this will be the uh, first the gentleman from um, the warrior from from the Kenai uh, the Blackfoot warrior named Captured. What he was doing back in the 1860s is actually he's mourning his mom and dad around Medicine Hat because they both passed away. So middle of the night he was visited by the rattlesnake people. He said, Captured, when you awake, you'll have power over rattlesnakes. So he woke up and sure enough, and he ended up getting incredible power over rattlesnake. And in the 1870s, he went down to Lethbridge and he actually charged people 25 cents per person. So he picked up his rattlesnake, wild rattlesnake, and poured it five or six inches down his throat, believe it or not. So he never got bit. And there's some wonderful pictures of him actually with a, a rattlesnake, a big snake <laughs> around, his, around his neck. So incredible. So how I incorporated that in my indigenous theme book, that Max Ironcore the hero has to swallow a rattlesnake in order to, uh, to compete to, um, as part of the storyline. So anyway, just something I just, uh, it's that fascinating history that just, um, and, and I've got an insatiable appetite for, for Alfred history. Sure. Um, what do you like b- about bringing history to kids? Yeah, what I like about bringing history to kids is that your average person, average kid, they haven't, they haven't, they're not that interested in history. It, it hasn't been approached or given to them in a very engaging way. And so when I go in there and I get the kids all excited about history, and, and it's really remarkable thing about history. It's just wonderful to see the so let's see the twinkle in their eyes. And it's interesting. And people say, why do you enjoy uh, teaching girl guides so much? And it's just that matter to, to, to get these girls inquisitive about Alberta history. It's fun to see the expression on their face at the beginning of the presentation. Like, oh, I hope this chance of this will be boring. And sure enough, I like to um, just sort of teach them otherwise and, and get them all, all excited about the subject. So, and, and the one thing as well, one, if you ask me about my... My, my one uh, pet peeve from a history standpoint, from a awareness standpoint, is very, very few Albertans know what day of the year Alberta became a province. And so much so, just when I was visiting the 20,000 students that year, as with as a director of Alberta Heritage School Fairs, I asked all of these students, and a lot of teachers, um, quite frankly, I'd say, just out of curiosity, what day of the year was Alberta's birthday? And without any exaggeration, you count all the correct numbers on actually less than one hand. So I said to myself, let's do something about this. So we've done several things. The first thing is on September 1st, the day of Alberta's birthday, we organized big events down at uh, Historic Bull Valley Ranch. They included the reenactment of the ceremony of the inauguration. We actually had some of my favorite historians dressed up in, in tails and top hats during the inauguration. We also had a marching band, and historically-wise, back in 1905, that actually led the parade by a Calgary-based marching band, military band. So the first couple of years, you had the King's Own Calgary Regiment led the parade. And also, the delay, the Lieutenant Governor Alberta arrived as well, and she participated. And so anyway, so that's, that's that. the first thing I did. The second thing, this is a couple of years ago now, <clears throat> had a, I received a, a Twitter uh, follow and the Twitter account was at 555Nickel, named after an Alberta highway. But that led me to think, so I wonder, let me think of any sort of name we could, of, of a highway we could change to help showcase how, in fact, Alberta's birthday is on the first day of the ninth month of the year. 
So I started to think, let's see, tonight, the first time I've done that's 1919, and I wonder where, if there's a Highway 19. So sure enough, there was, and I approached the then minister, Minister Mason, Minister Transportation, and he quite liked the idea. He said, Rob, let's, let's, and I suggested the, let's rename Highway 19 to the Alberta Trail. So he said, Rob, interesting idea. Talk to the executive director, Michael Boutros, over at Alberta Transportation. So wouldn't you know, one thing led to another. And he said, Rob, I like the idea. And it turned out uh, another suggestion of mine saying, let's have a caption underneath a sign and have it, um, you have it decided on upon grade four students. That's a big grade in, in Alberta where, where history is um, it's one of the main focuses. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so we interviewed over, we asked over 1,200 kids to decide on the, the model. And sure enough, for the 113th birthday of Alberta, we had two, we had the Fisher release ceremony at the Leduc Number One Discovery Center. So which Highway 19 is now referred as Highway 19, the Alberta Trail. There's big, large, I think it's six feet by nine feet signs. And the neat thing is, but not only does that recognize Alberta's birth, but also that's the site of Leduc Number One. And of course, the big old discovery back in February 1947 that um yeah they brought all to uh, led to this common day or, or today's uh, prosperity or at least up until recently we can that's a whole other <laughs> subject mind you yeah. but certainly um so they approved of it and let's say governor showed up we had a wonderful presentation and also it's interesting down the street it's actually a castro raceway been around for years a large raceway in western canada their honor actually um made a declaration how the, the highway is renamed and we actually had a flag and a trophy for the fastest driver on that track that day. I got an Alberta flag. And guess how fast he's going? How fast? So, yeah, 244 miles an hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> That's quite the celebration we had that. So then uh, I've written songs about the first day of the inauguration. So, <laughs> yes, that... I certainly, uh, I'm doing my part to get people aware of uh, <laughs> when Alberta's birthday is. That highway is actually uh, pretty close to where I live. I go by there quite a bit. Oh, wonderful! You check out the check out the sign I should. next time you come on down. Um, tell me a bit about Bow Valley Ranch. Yeah, Bow Valley Ranch. It's actually the home of three. I call them the three distinguished ranchers. And what happened goes back to 1873 when John Glenn. It's quite the background. He actually sailed over from Ireland at 16, and went down to Texas in a Waco, Texas area, and he wanted to sort of see the the Wild West. And sure enough, a short time later, the Civil War broke out. So he actually was fought, he's conscripted by the Confederate side. Of course, they're fighting for to keep slavery. And he said one night, he said, forget this nonsense. So he crossed over the fence and joined the Union side. And sure enough, the Union side ended up winning. And after the war, he came up and he went to um, up to Alberta looking for gold. But he didn't find gold, but he found a wonderful, a mighty woman named Adelaide Belcour up in the St. Anne area, close to where you, you live. So... They actually came down on their meal. They got married on September 1st, 1873, and they came down. They settled in a beautiful area where the Fish Creek meets a bow down in, which is now Fish Creek Provincial Park. So he's quite the quite the gentleman. He had uh, some of his lights, highlights. He traded with the Mounties, and he actually they grew hay, which is fed to the Mountie horses. And he also built the very first stone fireplace that out in Fort Calgary. So... Oh. Very much a prominent, uh, one of the first Calgarians. It also actually had a, a bid for the lots for the, the lots of Calgary when the city came around. 
incorporated. And I think you can see the, I believe we got the very first draw, the very first lot downtown Calgary. So that's John Glenn. And he subsequently sold the land, sold his acres to the government of Canada, as used for a farm to teach First Nations how to farm and to, um, and again, continue to growing hay. And from there, it was actually sold, I believe, to the former Lieutenant Governor of Quebec. And then William Roper Hall, he's what I call the, the second distinguished rancher of the Bull Valley Ranch. What he did, he left England, he and his brother. They came over, they went, um, they walked beside the Panama Canal, and they came up to British Columbia. And they came and they and they did very, very well. They've, uh, they brought 1,200 horses, believe it or not, through the Canadian Rockies. They ended up selling to, to settlers and also some to the Bayou Ranch as well. They sold for 50,000 bucks. So what happened from there is this William Roper Hall, he became one of the most affluent Albertans. Matter of fact, the big thousand seat opera centers that he built over time. And he also donated much of his money to the Hall Home for Kids. It actually still thrives today, which is quite quite something. So, so back in 1896, he built this beautiful house, the historic Bull uh, um, Valley Ranch House. And in 1902, none other than Senator Patrick Burns, also known as Canada's Cattle King, came up and said, listen, William, I'd like to buy this ranch from you and other holdings as well. So he's a third distinguished rancher, and and he's quite uh, quite something indeed. That he, uh, his storylines quite interesting that way back when he was a kid is in, in Kirkland, Ontario. And he's helping a farmer, or at least, sorry, not a farmer, yeah, farmer, uh, clear his land and helping helping uh, yeah, put up a fence and whatnot. So after the month, Senator Patrick, or then time, that, uh, that time Patrick said, okay, farmer, I'd like to get paid now. And the farmer says, well, I can't pay you cash, but I can give you a cow. Now give me a hint, that cow is worth about $70, the way it is, but if you chop it up in the hamburger meat, that cow is almost worth $120, $140. That lifetime lesson led one thing to another, and it's a remarkable one time they say, Craig, you ride a horse right from Calgary all the way down to the U.S. border that will leave in Senator Patrick Burns' uh, land, which is quite something. So <laughs> it's known as a cattle king, and, and Senator, when he turned 75, R.B. Bennett, who's also spent a lot of time in Calgary, a lawyer, Again, the Prime Minister made Senator Patrick Burns a senator at 75 years old as a gift. What's interesting that Senator Patrick Burns was a starch, staunch liberal, but R.B. Bennett was a staunch conservative, so that's quite something. And for his uh, celebration, his July 6th birthday, when he turned 75, they created a, a big birthday cake, which is unbelievable, which he replicated for one of our September 1st celebrations. And guess how many people that cake fed? How many? Yeah, fed 15,000 people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we over 1.2 tons. It's actually a fruitcake. It's actually featured a stampede parade, which is quite something. So, yeah, so he's quite the guy. That, so there you get, you have the three distinguished ranchers. So a really lucky guy in that uh, between John Den, William Roper Hall, and, and Senator Patrick Burns. Great, uh, great, histor- great historical stories, all, all three of them. Um, what programs have you created uh, for the lieutenant governor? Yes, the lieutenant governor, actually I met with her, her honor, oh, way back five, six years ago, when she decided that Alberta history and education would be one of her big hallmarks for her bigger cause during her term. So I'd known her honor from a previous um, a previous time on the board of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. She said, Rob, I know your passion for history, 
see if you can come up with some ideas that I could, I could work with. So a few of the ideas I came up with, and the very first one is called the Lieutenant Governor of Alberta Social Studies Education Student Award. And what it is is for final year education students who have a great deal of passion, enthusiasm for history so and social studies. That works in September to March. The dean of the program and the, the professor, the key, co- the key contact uh, professor I, I deal with, they decide the three finalists of who to go to the finalist judging session. So every springtime, except for this spring because of the, the, the darn virus, but <laughs> the last five years we've actually had, um, it's grown. We now have six universities and two affiliate colleges involved, which is absolutely fantastic. It also includes a bilingual, at least a French university, I should say, Campus Saint-Jean of uh, University of Alberta. So delighted with that. And, and so what happens, uh, the three finalists, they do a presentation based on the, on the historical character of Alberta, and they answer questions that we put forward. And so it's quite the honor. And then they receive a prestigious award from the left-hand governor of Alberta, either at the university's convocation or a special event at their, in their honors office. So it's quite something. It's just a, a win-win situation. And of note one, the last one, he said, Rob, I got to tell you something. Winning that award essentially got me a job. So it's very <laughs> wonderful to hear that. So that's my first uh, first event. And back in the 150th anniversary of Alberta, her honor said, Rob, I've had some, inter- I've had some, some um, interesting ideas, but I was wondering if you had some ideas for Canada's 150th. So I said, Your Honor, why don't we do a poetry contest for students grade four, five, and six? And let's base the contest on one of the a list of 150 to keep the thing going, 150 of fascinating Alberta historical characters. And so what I subsequently did, I, I brought a research team of 44 members, including the great Hugh Dempsey, and they did bios on all these 150 Alberta historical characters. They've done it in English and French. They put it out to the students, and it's amazing. We had over 2,000 submissions. And the winning submissions, the three winners, grade four, five, six, <clears throat> said their poem out loud in front of Lieutenant Governor Alberta and a large crowd at the, um, yeah, the, the, the back in um, the 2017 celebration down at Fish, Fish Creek Park, historic Bull Valley Ranch. So nice. quite something. And that's also the opening as well of a poetry garden. So we have <laughs> it all tied in uh, into one. Yeah, and it's in my third most yeah my third most ambitious idea of her honor. It stems um, stems from this back to this game I developed for all those kids when I was the director for here school fairs. I took that idea and I said to her honor, I said your honor, how would we take this and we turn it into a game show, a televised game show? So that led to season twenty one of the Lieutenant Governor Alberta's Alberta History Quiz Show. So it's well regarded. We dealt with seven museums, historic sites including the historic uh, Bow Valley Ranch to launch the first season this year. So we're doing lots of fun. And uh, actually there's schools over 30, 35 towns and cities in Alberta that learn all about uh, Alberta history in sort of a fun, unique way. Nice. Um, and then just my last question. Um, can you tell me a bit about your original yes. history music? Yes. Well, I'm a firm believer because people love and enjoy history. Or at least they enjoy music. And, and I want an opportunity to, to combine my passion for, for history and my passion for creating songs. So over the years, I've now created well, close to 20, 25 songs based on the historical characters and events. Whether it be Tappy, Tappy Smart, the great fire chief that the Calgary Stampede prayed for 35 years, 
or uh, uh, Freddie McCall, the great pilot, World One Flying Ace, fifth ranked ace in Canada. And the most recent one is actually History of the Bayou Ranch, which is called Yahoo of the Bayou. I'm so disappointed that this is the 25th anniversary of Parks Canada, at least uh, historic. Let me um, rephrase that: the 25th anniversary of uh, Canada's historic sites actually owning the Bayou Ranch. I wrote the song to celebrate that, and we're all set for next month to do a music video down the historic Bayou Ranch. We plan to actually set the Greenwich Book of World Records for for two-stepping on our ranch. So that idea obviously fell through, and we'll have to put it through next year. But, um, yeah, that's, again, another example. I just love to put history into my songs to share with, with people. I hope you enjoyed that interview with the History Wrangler, and if you did, please give a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can support the podcast at Patreon by going to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can find hundreds of articles on Canada's history on my website at canadaehx.com. And like I said before, we're going to close out this episode with an original composition from the History Wrangler called Captain Freddie McCall Alberta's Amazing World War I Flying Ace. Have you heard about a Freddie McCall? Flying ace who did it all. He shot down six planes in one day with a biplane called an SC-5A. You know the action was really intense. The captain flew by the seat of his pants. His Vickers gun held a 600 round. He brought 37 planes on down. Well, Freddy also had a soft side. What more can I say? When an enemy pilot survived a crash, he dropped a note saying he'd be late for his wedding day. When he arrived home from the war, he looked so sharp with the medals galore. He was a fifth ranked flying ace, a hero loved all over the place. Hang on now, here we go. 